0: Good morning from Braille in Columbus. This is Joseph coming from uh, first phase on to second phase. Uh, Shout out to all the brothers at the uh, farmhouse. I love you all. Uh, You've all inspired me. You've all encouraged me to keep pushing forward. And I'd like to thank you.
1: And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Jude. Chapter 1, we'll read the entire book. It's a very short book. Verses 1 through 25. Now, Jude's letter focuses on apostasy. It's when people turn away from God's truth and embrace false teachings. Jude reminded his readers of God's judgment on those who had left the faith. This letter warns against false teachers. In this case, probably Gnostic teachers. uh, And Gnostics opposed two of the basic tenets of Christianity, the incarnation of Christ and the call to Christian ethics. Jude wrote to combat these false teachings, and to encourage true doctrine and right conduct. Jude was a brother of James, who was one of the leaders in the early church. Now, both these men were Jesus' half-brothers. Mary was their mother, and Joseph was their father. Although Mary was Jesus' true mother, God was Jesus' true father. Now, Jude emphasizes the important relationship between correct doctrine and true faith. The truth of the Bible must not be compromised because it gives us the real facts about Jesus and salvation. The Bible is inspired by God and should never be twisted or manipulated. When it is, we can become confused over right and wrong and lose sight of the only path that leads to eternal life. Before writing about salvation then, Jude felt he had to set his readers back on the right track, calling them back to the basics of their faith. Then the way to salvation would be clearer. His holy people is a term that refers to all believers, even you and I today. Now when the Lord's Supper was celebrated in the early church, believers would eat a full meal before taking part in the communion with a sharing of the bread and wine. The meal was called a fellowship meal, and it was designed to be a sacred time of fellowship to prepare one's heart for communion. Well, in several of the churches, however, this meal had turned into a time of gluttony and drunken revelry. In Corinth, for example, some people hastily gobbled food while others went hungry. No church function should be an occasion for selfishness, gluttony, greed, disorder, or other sins that destroy unity or take one's mind away from the real purpose of gathering together. Now, the audience to whom Jude wrote was vulnerable to uh, heresies and to temptations toward immoral living. The same way we are today. Jude encouraged the believers to remain firm in their faith and trust in God's promises for their futures. This was all the more important because they were living in a time of increased apostasy, turning away from God. Now, God can keep us from falling. And he guarantees that if we remain faithful, he will bring us into his presence and give us everlasting joy. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. December 8th, the New Testament, Jude chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to His holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt. But later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels, who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah, and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. But these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them. And so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them? For they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money. And like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They are like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars, doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of His holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against Him. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ said. They told you that in the last times— There would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's Spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now, all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away, and will bring you with great joy into His glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to Him who alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are His before all time, and in the present, and beyond all time.
0: If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice, there's the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life, there's a better life If you got pain, he's a pain taker If you feel lost, he's a way maker If you need freedom, save it He's a prison-shaking savior If you got chains, he's a chain-breaker We've all searched for the light of day and the dead of night We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire We've all run to things we know just ain't right And there's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker you feel lonely Hey brothers, this is Brother Seth, um, phasing up from the farm, coming to phase two. I just want to tell all the new brothers that are coming in, just it's not as hard as you think it is. Everything is a lot, it seems like it, but really just look around. Everyone loves you, and uh, just know, just know this: when you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, there's always two people that love you. I love you, and the Lord loves you. And uh, I want to give a shout out to all the pa- the pastors and the coordinators. And just everyone making, making it what it is. And I thank you all. Um, very blessed, very blessed. Just, you couldn't even believe where I was a month ago and where I am now. I, know, I can just thank the Lord and you'll, you'll get that feeling. Just keep pressing forward and I'll be looking forward to seeing you all. Bye. You know
1: Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. Families establish homes and centuries guard cities, but both these activities are futile unless God is in them. Now, a family without God can never experience the spiritual bond God brings to relationships. A city without God will crumble from evil and corruption on the inside. Don't make the mistake of leaving God out of your life. If you do, all your accomplishments will be futile. Make God your highest priority, and let Him do the building. Now, God is not against human effort. Hard work honors God. But working to the exclusion of rest or to the neglect of family may be a cover-up for an inability to trust God to provide for our needs. We all need adequate rest in times of spiritual refreshment. On the other hand, this verse we'll read about here on this uh, subject is not an excuse to be lazy. So be careful to maintain a balance, work while trusting God, and also rest while trusting Him. Too often children are seen as liabilities rather than assets, but the Bible here today calls children a gift from the Lord, a reward. We can learn valuable lessons from their inquisitive minds and trusting spirits. Those who view children as a distraction or nuisance should instead see them as an opportunity to shape the future. We dare not treat children as an inconvenience when God values them so highly. Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to His loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them! He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates." Proverbs chapter 29 verses 15 through 17. To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. When the wicked are in authority, sin flourishes, but the godly will live to see their downfall. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Your name is Chris.
0: But they were saying stuff that I couldn't understand. Then all of a sudden it felt like I understood something I missed my whole life. For the first time I was wearing your shoes. And for the first time I was hearing your views. Uh I never knew how complicated life is when you feel so isolated. And I know we don't speak much. Cause when talking got hard, all I ever did was throw the piece up. My big sister Grace, I'm sorry, I never learned a sign. Uh Even though you were born deaf I pray you forgive me for the years I lived blind Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na (laughs) In my heart In my heart In my heart na 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 In my heart In my heart In my heart Sometimes, sometimes These words are and on Girl, let me show ya Let me show ya Just come and take some time sometime. Radio's over. Get up. Get up.
1: Go to work. Go to work. See you at dinner.